I don't expect everyone to wake up tomorrow and feel like that. I just, I want to preface that, like, it's been a journey to, to get here. So I never am like, tomorrow you're going to wake up and just be grateful. But gratitude is, is only a mind frame away, so. Yep, yep. Gratitude journal, you know. You can uh, do a gratitude journal in the morning, you know, real mm-hmm. quick, whether it be, you know, start with one thing and work your way yeah. up to five. Yeah. Five things you're grateful for every morning. Mm-hmm. Do it while you're making coffee or something. Exactly. Or you can yeah. do it throughout your day. Like do, do right. it in a way that like fits for your life. Like I, 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 that's the other thing I want to preface is like nothing that like works for me or you might work for somebody else. And it's all, you know, like taking what you want and making it work for your life. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. I think that that's a valuable thing about so many people is like we can actually learn so much from each other and we can, we can take what we want and leave the rest. And you know what? You make a good point because there, what I've when I started um, consciously practicing more gratitude, mm-hmm. there there are things where it's like when I get that feeling when it makes me feel, mm-hmm. and um, even if it doesn't, I notice it's like if I'm fe- even if I'm feeling down, but I notice somebody is going out of their way for me or acknowledging me or doing something. Um, it's like I'm grateful, and I try to let them know it if I can, mm-hmm. um, and then that kind of ripples and it helps lift me up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I, I know what you mean. It's like there's different ways and there's different um, methods to do it. You know, do it on your iPhone or do it verbally, you know. Um, praying is a good good way for people mm-hmm. to practice gratitude. That's what praying is for. Um, so yeah, yeah, gr- gratitude is a huge word to me. And yeah, it's very all encompassing of like a lot of things. It is. It is. It's not like it doesn't look one way. It's not like this is how you be grateful. (laughs) It's like gratitude could look like this. Like for me, sometimes being like being in gratitude is like reaching out to other people, like reaching out to my friends and being like, Hey, I I love you so much. And like, thank you for being such a wonderful part of my life. And like, you're killing it. Like, I just wanted to let you know that like, you're, you're doing a great job today. Like whatever going on for you, you're killing it. Like, I just wanted to let you know, put putting that into the universe for you, slaying it today. And like you are a loved person and you are cared about. Like yes. sometimes that's just how I'm practicing gratitude is by like giving gratitude to other people and being like, yeah, like I, I love that for you. I, I'm so happy for you that you're doing great things in your life and that you're here on this world to like to do great things. I love that. I love that. It's, mm-hmm. and I love when people do that, when they pass good things my way, it, it, I feel it and right. yeah, you got to do it. You got to pay that forward, the pay the positivity forward. Mm-hmm. I'm uh-huh. a big uh, person about energy. Yeah. Wow. And, it, and it will come back. And that's something that Ann Rice and I talked about in the um, F- episode about EFT. Mm-hmm. And that's part of it is, is once you're able to to start sending out that positive wave, it'll start, it'll feed everything. It'll, it'll come back to you. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, really, like, I mean, I'm into like spirituality. So I, I align with like a lot of stuff like that. But uh, in spirituality, they talk about a, a lot about like a vibrating frequency. Like if you want certain things in life, you have to vibrate to that frequency because like attracts with like. So you have to raise your energy to meet that thing that you want in life. So if the energy of success is like up here, then you need to raise your energy for success to be attracted to you. Like, I think that that's the biggest powerful thing that I will, I would love to talk to people about um, with like depression and anxiety is like, that's a low energy. 
So like oh. if you want better things to come to your life, you have to figure out ways to be like, I'm moving this energy up because I actually want to get over there. And being over there looks like this. Like how can we make that look more tangible? Like for me, that's like the mentality work that I'm doing. Like, okay, so like I'm stuck down here and I actually want to go over there. So like I, I got to figure out how to get up and then that thing's just going to come to me. Like, I'm just going to bring my energy up and then I'm not going to be worried about going out and getting that thing. That thing's just going to be coming to me because I'm like, hey, my energy's so high. And I feel like for me, like on the days I'm like feeling my best and I'm so chipper and I'm like out in the world, like I'm having like great things happen to me. Like, I feel like I always have like something wonderful. I'm like, wow, like what a great day. Like, how did, I'm like, how did this happen to me? And I'm like, oh, great. My energy's so great. Like, of course, I'm going to be surrounded by more stuff. That's great. Yep. Yep. I found that my energy levels uh, raise when I practice gratitude, gratitude, uh, compassion. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Compassion, empathy, and gratitude. Those three things um, are great tools to help develop and raise your vibration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you fall again, like you said, you know, don't beat yourself up if you can't like vibrate at that level all the time, because I don't think any, any, nobody does. Nobody's waking up and being like, every day is the best day of my life. Like everybody, I'm going to say this without a doubt. Somebody checked me on the statistics, but I feel like every day, everyone in the world wakes up one day at least and has a horrible time. Their energy is low. So, yeah, yeah. you know, we all find our way to get back up. So find whatever that is for you so you can be like vibrating high again. Your backup plan. Your, your, Yeah. yeah. Get the mattress when you're bouldering and you put the mattress underneath where you're bouldering. Mm. Yeah. You you know you're gonna fall. Yeah. You know you could because life comes in cycles. So Yes. Yes. But I think that's just not to harp on the expectation thing, but I think that we just have way too many expectations in life that we will never fall, that we will never fail. I think that like maybe we're even just so afraid of it that we don't even want to prepare or like think about that. Cause like, Mm -hmm. I don't even want that to be a scenario. I think there's different between like, I want that to be a scenario and like, it could be a scenario. Like I don't want to fail ever. But the thing is, is like failure is a great opportunity to learn. So instead of being like, I failed, this is the worst thing ever. It's like, okay, great. Why wasn't that working for me? Like I've done lots of things for my mental health that did not work for me. That just like, I failed. I failed 100%. Fell on my face. Fallen. But you know, like, okay, great. So what about that didn't work? What about that did work? Is there anything I can take away? Can I like try to like revamp that? Or is like, is that just like, let's scrap that and move on to like concept two? You know, like, I think it's all about perspective. I'm, I feel like for me, the biggest thing I learned is like shifting the perspective to see the same thing through different lenses. Yeah. Thomas Edison you know, after failing a thousand times, reporters like, like, how do you feel about failing so much? He's like, no, I learned a thousand different ways how not to make a life. <laughs> not to do that. Yeah. And it's hard because we live in a society that praises the, the time we won instead of all the times that we failed. But everyone in life who was successful failed millions and millions of times. Yep. Like, it's just the truth. We just don't, no one's showing up today and being like, so today I failed and I feel like a failure and now I'm a loser because I failed and I feel awful about my failure and I feel awful about myself. And like, let me just share this with you. It's, it's not that it's not happening. I'm sure people are, but like, 
it's not common. Like, I'm not waking up on my Instagram page and people are like, so I feel like I'm a horrible mother and I'm the worst parent in the world and I'm just failing. Or like, I am failing at my diet or I'm failing at this other thing. Like, we're like, I won this marathon. I ran this marathon of 10 miles or whatever. Or, you know, me and my kids, like, look at how great we're doing. Like, look at how great my life is. Like, oh, yeah. We're only look- showing that one side and everyone yeah. knows that that's fake. So that, lean into, I know that <laughs> it's not real. Yeah, this this whole conversation about failure and then tying into your mention, just mere mention of social media just <laughs> completely puts the exclamation points after this. And I don't know like if we really need to go into it or not, but it, I think personally that this is one of the amplifications of people's anxiety and, and depression out there right now is yes, the fear of failure is amplified by all this this mirage of of mm-hmm. an identity that people have on social media. So now I don't I feel awful about pushing on my failures because everybody's lives are just so squeaky clean and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um so that just amplifies it and you know the young kids, oh my God, I could imagine. I'd rather have the old school bullying the physical abuse <laughs> that we had, you know, growing up pre-internet than some of the like online harassment these people deal with. Yeah, there's some serious like trolling going on online. I mean, like I personally love social media. I have nothing mm. against it. Um, I do think that you should operate with caution because like I think about it in a way where I think about advertising and marketing. Like people sit around and think about how they can advertise and market to you that makes you want to buy their product or makes that brand look the best. And like, we've all sort of become marketers for our like identities that we're building. So like people are purposely building their social media pages to present a persona that they want you to see. And that is what you're seeing for them. And like, so I, I know we say a lot, like it's not real, but I think that that's a message that we need to like ingrain in ourselves. So like, like when I think about social media, I'm like, I'm looking at a magazine. That's how I like to frame it. It's like, if social media was a magazine, these would be like the best. These are like the centerfold or like the cover photos. <laughs> like this is what social media is. So like, it's not real. I know that that person's been airbrushed. I know like that person's been like touched up. Like, I don't know, at least having your like conversations with yourself. So you're not like, oh, that's reality. Like it's not reality. And even if it is reality, you don't have to compare yourself to that reality at all. Like your, right. your life is allowed to look different from them. And uh, you also are allowed to operate without posting on social media. Like it's twofold. Like you can post your failures to let other people know that failure is a real thing. Or you right. can just do whatever you want to do and, and not tell people. Like just grow in silence. No one needs to know what you're doing. Like you don't have to tell everybody that you're starting a business. You don't have to tell everybody that you're doing this thing. You can just do it for yourself. And then you won't feel so scared about what's going on on social media because actually like it's nobody's business. And if you don't want people to know about your failures, you don't have to share them. You can just learn that experience from yourself and just take that away. And if there's opportunity, I, I do recommend sharing with failure so more people can feel like they're not alone in failure. But if you're going through it right now, I think that you don't have to be like worried about failing on social media. Just it's nobody's business. Just yeah. do, do for you. The, the folks who are like, I made it, we're going to Honolulu and our daughter's just graduated from Harvard mm-hmm. and Stanford and hi, Heidi Ho. And then you're like stuck. It's like, thanks, man. I'm 
going through a bankruptcy and divorce and uh yeah you know and and so it can start to drain and twist on your mind too uh mm -hmm. you get to that point where you're like am as i am i as successful as i thought i was going to be what is my definition definition of success why the fuck am i here what was mm -hmm. the point of me doing this why shouldn't i start it i finally found out what i was going to do i should have started 20 years ago you know all these kind of weird things that are just unique to the the um I don't know, I'd say probably 40 to 55 range. Yeah, I didn't care until now. Now it's like, oh, shit, I got to think. I feel like, yeah, I feel like young people are going through that too, though. I don't think it's like exclusive. Like I can definitely like see your perspective of like it's different to be in that time of your life. But even when I just like think about my life in like comparison to my parents, like my parents bought a home when they were like in their young 20s. Like they were married. They like started having kids. Like I'm turning 28 this year. Like. I'm not on track for any of those things. <laughs> Does that mean that I'm not successful? Like, I guess it depends on your definition. If your definition of having success is that you have those things, then no, I'm not successful to you. But have I learned a lot? Have I like experienced a lot of moments of joy? Like, Am I really excited about my life right now? 100%. 100%. So I don't know. I guess it's like, am I willing to trade that for your definition of success? Or like, should I just go on my own journey and like see where I end up? Like, I think like we got to catch ourselves in those moments. Like one of my very best friends got married a couple years ago and I'm like, should I be getting married now? Like, should I be thinking, like you start to become like comparison based. Like, should I be doing that thing? Because all those other people are doing that thing. Like, okay, you can do that thing if you want to do it. But like, also you don't have to, you're not, you know, you're not failing at life. If you didn't have a kid when you're 22 years old, like, you're not failing at life if uh, you're not in your purpose right now. Like, we all go through different experiences. So, we all end up at different stages in life at different times. And that's so normal and natural. And I think that we just don't talk about that enough in a way where people like actually get to feel like that's a regular cycle of life. Mm -hmm. Some people find their passion when they're 60 years old, some people start businesses when they're like already mostly through their life. They're like, hey, today I'm going to start this business because now I've had this life experience that's actually led me to the thing I actually didn't know I wanted to do. It's right. Like I just, you know, life takes us on a journey and so many things show up at different times. So I think it's super easy to be like, my life doesn't look like that. So therefore I'm a failure versus mm -hmm. like, what do I want my life to look like? And how can I be in that direction of that life? Yeah. It's like, maybe your life isn't for me. Maybe I don't actually know what you had to do to get that life. Maybe I don't actually want to do those things. It's like there are some people in this world who are like billionaire people, but like they do horrible things to people. Like, I don't want to do that. I do not want to treat people so poorly to make billions of dollars. I just don't. So like, am I going to have your life? Probably not, at least not in that way. Maybe it's going to come to me a different way. Still wouldn't be mad about it, but it's not going to look like that. So I'm not going to be on that express train or whatever you think is happening over there because I'm not willing to do that stuff. So yeah. I think that that's the other thing. We don't get to see what people were willing to sacrifice or willing not to sacrifice to do to get that thing. We just see them with that thing and be like, oh, I should have that thing. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're, we're so focused on the end game. Um, yes. The way success has been defined, it lends itself to that. It's like, okay, here's here's the hierarchy, here's the status. Yeah. And also not looking at success from like a place of like money or fame or property, like being successful is being a good person. 
Mm-hmm. Is treating people with kindness, is treating people with compassion, is finding patience in hard situations. Like that's success right there. Like start to redefine that. I think when we think about success, we think about it in like a wealth type of mentality. Like that's what success or like promotional. Like, oh, I got this. I'm in this like position. Like it's all about like status and money and property. And like, is that actually the most important things in life? Because like it's a nice to have. But also I think like being a good person outweighs that every day of the week. Right, right. Um, now I feel that I feel that the others are tools to be able to achieve your ultimate goals. Mm-hmm. And in some ways I would argue that they're kind of necessary because without some amount of of status or or some kind of wealth um, or position, it's difficult to get your goal achieved now now with that said that's a little bit of an asterisk with that said <laughs> i feel that your main goal in life is to leave something that benefits mm. of benefit and do it from a sense of purpose uh, is mm-hmm. to serve a purpose outside of just yourself that's how i feel is, is yeah. to serve a purpose outside yourself that benefits people so mm-hmm. yeah I agree. I definitely think like our larger goal in this world is to serve others. So mm-hmm. it's however you find like your purpose is really just meant to help other people. It's not just meant to help you. Like you get to benefit from it. I think that that's the like the exciting things. Like not only do I get to win in the situation, but I get to help other people win in the situation by following a purpose and a passion. I think that that's like the really beautiful thing about it. And you're right. You do need other things to get there, but I guess it all depends on like what your goal actually is. Well, yeah, it, you, I don't think I don't think it should be a goal in and of itself. I think it should yeah. be a tool to achieve your goal. And this exactly. is this is where where what you were talking about is is matching yourself, raising yourself to the vibration. Um, mm-hmm. If you can align yourself with the vibration of what your goal is in this universe, then it's going to give you those tools to get you there. Mm-hmm. Where's your purpose? What do you need to do? Um, you align yourself with that. And then the money position status that you need to achieve that will happen. Yeah, that's sort of just like um, the outcome of going on the journey. Instead of like being the goal destination, it's just like the things that you gather along your way there. Instead of being like, that's the thing I have to get to. So I don't, personally, I don't think that's a great goal to have. Like, I don't think it's a bad goal. I don't mean to be like, if you're wanting to get these things, like you're the worst, but also like, is that really the most enriching thing in your life? Like, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe that's where you're at right now. But for me, I I, I would just feel like it's not, um, at least. So I'm happy to have those things to support me in my goal. I definitely see the value of that. Like, I'm not suggesting we all just, like, move off grid and live in uh, tents and, you know, (laughs) make our own food. Like, it's nice to be able to have things. Uh, I can certainly appreciate that. And also, like, there's bigger goals to have. So, like, dream, dream bigger. Dream bigger than owning a property. Like, owning a property could help you with a lot of things, especially, like, if you wanted to, like, own your own business or you wanted to, like, be able to help people or, like, you know, you just want to be able to have a great life inside something. Awesome. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. And also like that house could be ripped away from you tomorrow. So like, what's your bigger goal outside of that thing? Like if you, exactly, exactly. That's just what stands out to me. is like, if you make your goals, physical things, those things can always be ripped away from you. If you make those goals, like, you know, higher elevation goals about like, you know, living life a purpose and living life 
in this type of way, then like no one can ever take that from you. Like that can never be stolen. Like not to say it's not tangible because it, it becomes tangible, but it's also like it's a dream that like always keeps living. It, it can never die. No, no one can ever steal that from you unless you let them. Uh huh. Uh huh. And if if you can feed that to others, then it can build on itself, mm-hmm. and that gift can repay humanity over and over and yes. over again through generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The gifts of of great leaders like the Buddha or Muhammad or Jesus, the mm-hmm. teachings of Pythagoras, the great mathematician, you know? Yep. Yeah. The knowledge and the gifts of what they knew and could pass on. And they've lasted yeah. eons. They've lasted through dynasties and different civilizations rising and falling. And, and here mm-hmm. they are. They're still there. I, I also come to those examples when I think about like having something so like grand that like stands the test of time in life. Like, you know, money and power and fame last a moment. And like we we remember famous people. We're not saying that like we just forget about them, but like will we remember them the way we remember some people who have had significant impact on this world? And like I would also argue like the famous people we do remember, like what about them makes them so memorable? Is it the impact that they had on the world? Because like I would argue that it probably is. Is that like that's why they're so memorable? That that's why we want to remember them is how impactful they are to other people. The impact that they gave to the hearts of the people of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I completely got off tangent about that. <laughs> That's okay. It was, I, the, I think... it was the faith thing, and it was the paying paying forward for the benefit of forward. others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. I think uh, faith is one of those uh, like interesting things, like everything in life. It there is good, and there is there's bad. You know, light and dark. Mm-hmm. All, all that jazz like I, I don't think that anything is the absence of either it's choosing which way you want to go down like if you want to follow like ideally you want to follow a path of light and be a good person and uh, in return that's going to benefit you like you're going to feel better like we're talking yeah. about you know like our mental health and doing things out of gratitude and you know f- finding our purpose to help other people like Finding your purpose helps you, but it also helps other people. Like it's a great like following a path of light, following a path of goodness will only come turn around to benefit yourself. So like something that you're doing for like I don't want to say like selfish reasons, but you know, for self can also be a great way to support so many other people. And like it's such a like interesting cycle to like watch it go around. Um, I always I just think it's so fascinating personally. Yeah. Well, and and you make a really good point because um, taking care of yourself doesn't need to be being greedy or selfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the way I heard you say it is sometimes, and th- this isn't like taking yourself to, to Cancun for the weekend per se, unless you really, really need that. But, but it's, it's keeping yourself healthy. It's, it's all the things we've talked about in this conversation today. Mm-hmm. And it's knowing when to give yourself a break, knowing, yeah. knowing when you're falling into bad habits and taking the steps to get out of it, developing new habits and keeping yourself healthy and happy and positive and developing ways to keep yourself positive, whether it's a morning hike or, or mm-hmm. morning meditation, evening meditation, whatever. These are all things I think that uh, 
Um, what was I going with that one? <laughs> I'm starting to lose my train of thought. It's <laughs> all things that help you. So. Yeah, it's all the little things that help you. But being selfish in that way, that's what we're talking mm -hmm. about, being selfish. Yeah. Being selfish in that way, taking care of your mental health is just like taking care of your physical health. You can't mm -hmm. help your kids if you're not around. Yeah. Not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. If you're stuck on a couch in your own chamber of hell, um, mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to get give your kids the emotional, intellectual attention they need. Mm-hmm. Or give anyone like help. Like if you are not helping yourself, you cannot help other people. Like, mm -hmm. and I think we overlook this because we think that like our existence is actually like very insignificant sometimes. But we don't get to see the ripple in the water where we throw the rock. Like if I give something great to you, I don't get to see necessarily where you take that energy that I gave you. I just get to know that I gave it to you and it could go somewhere else. You could give it to 10 people. You could give it to 100 people. You could give it to one person. That one person could give it to 20 people. Like you never know. Like I like to think about it. Like when I give something to somebody, I hope it always spreads out. Just like throwing a rock into water, watching those ripples go and get larger and expand. And like just get, get so much momentum. Um, and if we look at our life and we think about our life, like, oh, I should get well for myself because like, I'm going to benefit so much from that. And I have so much to offer to this world. Then what would happen if we took all that and just like expanded it out and kept going? Yeah. Like, it's so twofolded. Like you can help yourself and you can have a great life that you want to live and you can help so many other people have a great life, especially by using your experience to do so. Like this is maybe this is the tool. Like I said for myself, like me going through depression and anxiety, like I'll never get to see all the ripples that I uh, from the rocks I threw into the water, but like I definitely know I helped people. And maybe in not in the ginormous ways, but certainly in small ways. Like those are the ways I have at least seen it 100%. And that's from having this experience. If I didn't have this experience, I couldn't help those people. Like yeah. here's the gratitude. <laughs> Back to gratitude. <laughs> It, it's all back to gratitude, really. Yeah, and, and and when you when you start hitting the wall, when shit starts getting too tough to uh, really handle, you feel getting overwhelmed. Find that attitude of gratitude. That sounds so mm -hmm. cliche, but it's true. Attitude of gratitude, I like it. Yeah. Uh, one thing I found, um, some dear friends of mine, when I had to move down from uh, Glenwood Springs here to uh, continue treatment at UC Health. Um, a mm -hmm. couple of the owners of the rock shop, they picked out this piece of Labrador light, that beautiful piece of stone shaped, cut into, uh, cut and polished into the shape of a heart. Mm. They're like, this is for you. And I keep cool. it with, in my pocket with me. And so when I get down, it's like my pocket rock, right? That's mm. one of those things. You know, if I start to feel like I'm going manic, I re reach that out and I kind of mm -hmm. hold it and meditate on it, you know, or focus on it. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad you said that. I love little like mementos to just like remind you of like, like better times or like what you're striving for or just like to bring you like little joy in that moment. I think that like just in our theme with like setting up for success, like great thing to like keep on you. It's just like mm -hmm. now you get to have like a concert memory of that time when that person gave that to you like. Just spark a little bit of joy for yourself. Yep. Yep. That's why people are given awards. 
those because those are moments of achievement. Mm-hmm. So when you have a personal moment of achievement, give yourself a special memento, make it yourself yeah. or, or buy it and buy it for the specific reason of nothing but putting it up on the wall to remind yourself of that time where you achieved mm-hmm. that thing. Exactly. I love that. I think we just don't do enough self-celebration. No, we, we don't, don't like, we wait for other people to celebrate us instead of celebrating ourselves. Yeah. And like, it's okay. I think like we should definitely as a uh, community and a society celebrate other people. Cause like so many people deserve celebration. I think people are going through hard shit and doing great things even throughout that. So like, let's celebrate that. Um, and also like, let's celebrate ourselves because like every day you get to wake up and celebrate you if you want to. Yep. So I definitely am bringing that into my own life. <laughs> <laughs> Right on. Right fucking <laughs> on. Sweet. Ah, oh, this has been fun. This has been a great Yes. Fun. Yeah. I always love to connect, you know. Me too. I want to continue this. Let's let's try and catch up again. I would love that. Okay, cool. Yeah, we definitely have to continue this conversation. Um, we can talk about this topic. We'll probably talk about a few things, you know, go off on tangents because we do that a lot. <laughs> Everyone loves a good tangent. I always like to think of conversations like if you think about a conversation going in a circle, you like you start the circle and then like you just take a little detour over here and then it's like a couple squiggles and then like you make your way back to the circle and then you're like going again and then like, you know, side trail happens and then you come back. And then yeah. <laughs> you go back to the first trail like. It doesn't have to, nothing in life has to be linear, especially about conversations. Exactly. It's like avoiding the freeway and taking the long way home. The scenery is better. Oh, exactly. (laughs) The scenic route. I always love talking the scenic route. Exactly. Me too. Me too. (laughs) Right on. Appreciate that for you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. thank Thank you so much for making the time with me today. Oh, well, thank you for coming on board. This has been a great time. And um, mm-hmm. we're going we're gonna to rip this shit up. Um, <laughs> Turn it up, vibrating at high energy. <laughs> exactly. We're going to raise vibrations here. Um, I'll let you know what's going on. I'm going in for the uh, little, you remember the movie Hellraiser? The character mm-hmm. Pinhead had yeah, all the pins yeah, in his yeah. head. That's what I thought of when they described the surgery I'm mm. going in for. So I'll be in the uh, epilepsy monitoring unit anywhere from a week to four weeks, depending on how long okay. it takes. Yep. I'm wishing the best for you and you. Uh, sending like great energy for you in that situation. And you know, that yeah. I, that's what I'm lending to you right now. And I, uh, whenever we get to connect again, is going to be a great time. Definitely will. So much so. Nina, you're the bomb. Nina Octavia, everybody. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. You take care of yourselves and we'll see you on the other side. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks everybody out there for listening. You know the routine. Try fast, take chances, unexpect the expected. And remember, it's all in your head. Be good to yourselves and each other. This is to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. It's all too much. Seizure Salad Fuster Clock Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Micah Ball. Original logo and graphic designed by Alba Lopez. The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky, and used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, georgewatsky.com. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever blows your hair back, just keep listening. And join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad. 
Until then, remember to unexpect the expected. It's all in your head. Take a minute to the whip and then I'm gonna mash on gas. Cause I'll be crushing that impasse with that ass syntax. Skinny motherfucker off a bucket of slim fast.